0: Hello everyone and once again thank you for joining us on this relentless quest that I have to get the uh, global IT channel to understand the opportunities that exist in installed based selling asset lifecycle and also uh, lifetime value strategies, but in particular the practical execution. Of, of these strategies in this new world that we live in at the moment. And today I'm super excited because I've got Denzel Samuels from Service Source and also Scott Fru from iAsset.com. In the past, we've talked about. Uh, the, the the theoretical and then the practical execution. Today, I have two practical executors of lifetime value strategies, particularly as it relates to uh, vendor value and ven- vendor value transformation. I will start by asking you both to introduce yourselves very quickly, and I'll start with you, Denzel. Who? What do you do at ServiceSource, um, and where you see this whole um, lifetime value installed base? Uh, asset management, and also um, the practical execution as it relates to what Service source has been doing.
1: Great. Well, thank you, Nick. It's great to be uh, on your show. And um, thank you for having me. And Scott, thank you uh, also for inviting me. Uh, my name is Denzel Samuels, and uh, I am the Chief Revenue Officer for ServiceSource. So I look after all the go-to-market functions from marketing to alliances to sales to pre-sales consulting, etc. So that's uh, that's my role and um, we see the value changing and I'm sure we'll cover this as we go through this across such a uh, compendium of different things from business model to the client and the changing needs of the client to the approach to market to the engagement models and how clients and vendors and um, channels are interacting. Go-to-market has changed especially as you look at what's been going on with COVID-19 and then there are all sorts of other differentiators from services to products so i'm sure we're going to cover a whole bunch of those areas but it's a it's a fascinating subject uh, and something that i love talking about
0: <laughs> fantastic and scott you're going to have to go into some detail because uh, we're trending well outside the normal uh pathways that uh, iasset are, are involved in so you're going to have to go a bit deeper
2: okay scott for chief executive officer and founder of iasset.com uh my Role is really an education role, for the most part, for the market to try and get the global channels and the vendors that are involved in those channels to move towards digital transformation or in your world value transformation and automate all of the processes that are making it difficult for channels to actually close opportunities, typically with uh, life cycle opportunities, but also net new, which uh, sort of dovetails into that. Uh, I've been doing this now, well, iasset.com has been out on its own for 11 years. I built the engine actually to build a distributor, which I took from nothing to three quarters of a billion dollars with, uh, with Nick. Uh, so we've proved it under very stressful, well, I mean, distributors are always stressful, but under very stressful environment. Uh, and now we've pushed it out into the um, vendor, distributor and reseller world. And probably, as importantly, the IoT and OT worlds, which is uh, even more critical for tracking of sensors and assets out there in the field and their life cycles.
0: Thanks, Scotty. So, Denzel, what attracted you to ServiceSource?
1: Do you know, I, what attracted me to Service Source is that I've been around software companies. You know, I spent almost five years at Salesforce um, and uh, GE Digital. Uh, which was the software brand of, of General Electric, um, and many before, before then. But when I look at the, if you look at what's going on in the world right now with this digital transformation, so much of it is software-driven, right? Um, where, where even edge computing is software-driven edge computing with firmware sitting on the edge. Um, so if you look at that, and you think a lot of these software companies are great at innovating and great at writing code and great at doing wonderful things, but they're, they're not that good when it comes to simple things like onboarding a client, um, actually looking after how that client actually gets attention and adopts the use of their product all the way through to customer, the customer experience, all the way through to the final renewal. As a matter of fact, Renewals is almost an afterthought until everyone, someone realizes, "Wow, yes. this is actually one of the most important parts of our business." And here you have a company been doing it for two decades, service source, and arguably are number one in the world at, at doing renewals. but when our clients come to us and we have some of the, the biggest and best clients in, in the world, you know the, the Microsoft, Salesforce, VMware, Dell, Cisco, and this goes on, when they come to us. They come to us as the market experts. And so for me to, to come to this company with my, my hardware channel background as well as my software background, this completed the, if you like, the experiential circle because now I'm at a services company offering renewals as a service, customer success as a service, uh, inside sales or digital sales as a service uh, to the same clients.
0: Yeah, Scott, you um, uh, you built a platform for the same reason. Yes. Uh, so that uh, vendors can execute exactly the way that uh, Denzel was uh, describing, but with a little bit of of, of, of extra in terms of uh, the uh, execution of uh, extend strategies, expand strategies, being able to bring together. Um, uh, various vendors associated to reference architectures, and also the migration, the easy migration from hard assets to cloud, uh, and being able to manage that. Suddenly, both of you are in partnership, and Scott. The question has to be: What attracted you to ServiceSource? Uh,
2: well, let's let's go back a step before I get to that question. Um, the way I see the vendor market after thirty. 30- six, seven years of distribution, building distributors for vendors, is that what typically a startup vendor looks like is they produce a fantastic product or service, they then get an IT guy to bolt uh, Oracle, SAP, Salesforce.com, the the usual suspects on, and then they go back to innovating because they're focused very much on product development and then net new sales. What typically ends up behind that is someone's responsible for channels because we've got to have one, Uh, services guys but no one actually owns product life cycle so if you look at you know our go-to market is lips land invest protect surrender everyone including and it's a wall street issue right they're focused on net new accounts net new logos you know every present at powerpoint presentation you've ever seen is all about new logos where we have um, educated the market is invest which is expand and extend so go analyse my in-store base and find the missing bits that our customers don't have and creating unsolicited opportunities. Protect, which is to the renewal piece, but there's also a bigger conversation at that. There are some manufacturers who don't want a renewal process. They sell a three-year contract and it's more expensive to renew the maintenance than it is to put in a new appliance, for argument's sake. And then surrender because no one is focused on end-of-life we do have an obligation from the planet's point of view to recycle things and try and do the best to put it back into circulation rather than landfill uh, or upgrade the device or move them to cloud, whatever that step is. And so where we've built that platform is to manage that process from go to woe. What excites me about Service Source, we're, we're a, a small ISV deploying these platforms all over the place, but lots of the US vendors want another level of service. They want high touch. They want, uh, and may not want to deploy that in their own workforce. They want to push that onto someone else so they can get on with funnily enough, net new sales. So that's why it excites with ServiceSource because if if we're sitting as the underlying platform, then we can do some very exciting things. ServiceSource can then decide what levels they want to engage with. They can start expand campaigns and extend campaigns for their manufacturers based on the fact that they have a view of the in-store base rather than it's just all about the renewals process. So I actually think with us uh, and Service source engaged together, there is an absolute plethora of opportunities that's about to explode in to their customers and our customers where we don't want to be the people part of the process. We just want to be the platform.
0: Yeah, I think that's really well, uh, well put because the way I look at it, uh, suddenly the channel, the vendors and the distributors and the resellers have an opportunity to do so much more with their installed base because they actually have a service provider in service source mm. that's executing on the practical side of of, of of what iAsset's doing, which is not just the renewal. You start with the renewal, but beyond that and way beyond that. Um, Denzel, what, uh, with this partnership, what do you what, what what could your customers expect
1: yeah i think i mean scott summed it up right i mean there are certain things that we can do and do well because the clients expect us to the high touch stuff um but then there's other things where it comes to complex quoting where it comes to the frictionless or touchless uh, renewal for uh, some of the long tail where a solution um such as scott's solution makes complete sense the iasset uh platform um, but what, the, what the clients want, though, is through a partnership, the clients can get to have one entity that they deal with, whether whether Scott primes it or whether I, we prime it, they have one uh, throat to choke. They have an end-to-end seamless continuum for any type of renewal activity from digital right the way through to high touch with the appropriate handoffs, with the integration between platforms. All the things that we're doing in this partnership is really ultimately to give the end client and the customer a choice. And you want to do it in a way with the client who, who may have a substantial channel. So we're both very channel friendly. We're not replacing a channel. We're complementing a channel. We're helping them. So I think we, you know, this ultimately is all about client choice. And that's what this partnership means to me. It gives our clients choice acro- across the entire continuum.
0: I like that because it's 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 the it's it's the on top of what they're already doing this isn't this is adding to what they're already doing this, this isn't displacing any relationship this is giving your customers uh, an opportunity to take what I call unsolicited proposals uh, or if you like hot leads back into their ultimate customer or the consumer of the technology to be able to do more with the technology that they've already invested in and the operational side of it is being taken care of by service Source. so the cost is not there anymore just the opportunity but also what happens what if correct me if I'm wrong what you're saying is they get to sit in front of their customer and give them value that they otherwise would not have which means customer retention yeah yeah for sure I it it, the joint solution
1: makes it a darn sight stickier for both of us with our clients
0: and Scott uh, same thing what are you expecting out of this
2: uh, look, I, th- I think, well, for us, it's frictionless customers, right? <laughs> you know, quite often we've gone into US vendors, but they want that extra level of service that we're, that, that is not our go to market. I think what we do, especially coming from the channel background, is that vendors that truly want to lead with a global channel need to almost surround the channel with all of the things that they need to be able to complete in its most basic form a renewal you know right now there's plenty of tier 1 resellers trying to run install base off an excel spreadsheet or um, I'm 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 I'll, I'll rely on my distributor to provide it and half the distributors don't have any sort of systems or process so this is about the vendor taking control of the market enabling or accelerating their channels globally in whatever language and currency so that they don't have to worry about investing in the tool or the process or the platform the manufacturer still gets all the data, the rich data that needs to come back from point of sale and all of the, you know, which channel did it go through and how's that channel going in that region and what's, what's Italy versus France look like in, a renewal, uh, in renewal terms? Where are we falling over? You know, this analysis bit is often forgotten because we talk about process, but the end game is to put up a map of the world and say, where do I have a problem and go target that particular problem? To again enhance expand, expand extend end of life whatever campaigns that the manufacturer wants to run i
0: 'm um, going to throw a concept that i 've been working around uh, and I want you you guys to just play with it if you if, if you will uh, when I started to look at the partnership that service source and iAsset asset uh, have uh, and, 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 and the way it's been put together um, I couldn 't help but thinking imagine if Uber went to a taxi company, or imagine if um, Airbnb, you know, went to Marriott or, or Bonvoy, or whatever they, they, they're called. Because neither Uber or Airbnb are having a lot of success at the moment because they can't control the execution of what they of what their platform does. So you've got a really bad reputation uh, for both. Whereas doing this, what you guys are doing, which is what they didn't do, suddenly takes away all that, and you've got to control. But you've got the benefit of all that. This is where my head's at, and this is where I think the channel is going to get a lot of value out of this. What, what, what's your response to it, Denzel, I'll, I'll start with you.
1: Yeah, I, um, there, there are multi, there are different lenses you can look at this through, Nick. So let me just start with my digital industrial background. Right, um, the reason all the digital industrial, the reason all the industrial companies like Honeywell. GE, uh, Rolls-Royce, et cetera, um, the reason they all created the software entity, um, Mind, MindSphere, Predix, you know, et cetera, is because of what Airbnb and Uber did. Because what Airbnb and Uber did is that they made other people's assets more productive than the people mm-hmm. that own those assets, right? So, and they, had, they managed to do it by creating unbelievable market value and the big industrial companies said, oh my God, we make our money on services. What if a software company comes along and takes market share from us on that because they control our assets? And As, by the way, that's exactly what Nest did to Honeywell. They took mm-hmm. the thermostat industry overnight. Yeah. Um, so when you look at the Nest, when you look at the Ubers and the Airbnb, they certainly have created a platform. What they, what they haven't done, what they haven't done, I think where you're going is, their model is very transactional. And the world has moved in its approach from a transactional model to a relationship model. And the relationships with the channel, with the distributors, with the vendors, with the clients and with their end customers, that is almost impossible if you are just working in just a pure transactional model, right? Mm -hmm. And I think for me, the excitement about the partnership is by bringing these two great entities together, we're enhancing relationships. We're moving, we're moving away from just thinking about everything as a transaction to something that's much more of a relationship model.
2: I think to your point about, Uber, let's say, uh, Airbnb and the providers of the real estate, if you look at um, server source they, have, they are the trusted advisor for many of the largest fortune vendors that we've got. And if you look at isa.com, we're a platform, we're there to make life easier and automate that process, but we're not necessarily a trusted advisor of how do we go to the next step to the next step to the next step. We are that automation piece. So when you bolt on customer relationship and trusted advisor on top of very high speed platform for their product life cycles. That is an absolute game changer in my mind.
0: What, what do you guys think about the quality of technology in the installed base at the moment? In being able to execute digital transformation on their part?
2: Well, I think, you know, to the point about um, there's no displacement, I think we're going to displace Excel mostly. Uh, that's what most people are using as underlying technology to do this. I think from, you know, I've seen obviously we've been around for 11 years i've seen internally built applications i've seen people try to get sap and oracle to do unnatural things i've seen even salesforce.com try to do unnatural things with serial numbers and product lines and all that sort of stuff so i don't you know i still believe and maybe i'm fundamentally uh, because i'm the founder and, and i came up with this subject and i will mention there was a competitor called maintenance net that cisco acquired some time ago We are the two or were the two leading guys in this market. Now, their go-to-market was vendor-focused and obviously heavily with Cisco. Ours is including the channel because you can't go to market. It's all right in North America if you've got a direct presence. That's okay. But the rest of the world's got channels, distributors, resellers, gold down to whatever color. That's the bit that is the biggest challenge. And you'll see more and more manufacturers are pushing more and more cost and compliance down to the channel, to do their jobs, but they don't actually take the underlying cost out of doing that. They have to do it for the same amount of money. So really it's about making that whole flow more efficient, you know, the frictionless renewals to Denzel's point, and let server source manage the high touch vendor, very big customer type environments, and, you know, back to that customer trusted advisor, customer retention piece.
0: Denzel, what do you think of that? Because that probably is music to your ears yeah it, it is.
1: and and if you if you I uh, just build on what Scott said, um, every single client environment is using different technology, right? Um, and and it it varies up and down the stack. Um, the The one thing that we both bring to the equation is independent of their technology stack, we have the ability to integrate and make this seamless. And I think that's really exciting, especially, the creative way that Scott and his team have put together their platform. It integrates seamlessly with our what we call our CJX stack, our customer journey experience stack. Um, and and what, what we're really selling are outcomes. And that's really what we're selling. In the past, the clients would buy a product or they would buy a feature. But really what we sell to our clients and what we can now do better with the partnership with our asset is that we can say, if we do a, B C, and D, the outcome for you will be ten percent increase on your renewal rate right? right or additional margin or but it's it's a it 's an outcome based sale made easier through the integration of technology and humans right working together yep. to go with a single market
0: solution uh, the problem has been it right where you you get IT looking at it and going, well, I don't really want to add any more technology into my company. That has always been for the sales team, the sales prevention department. It all goes away when you've got someone like Service Source executing on the technology, because everyone who can't spin up an asset instance, whether you're a vendor, a distributor, or a reseller, suddenly has the, all that benefit. But all they're doing is getting a service provider like Service Source executing on that. Obviously, with renewals, that makes a lot of sense and that's going to go through the roof. But what about the next step? What about the, 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 the truth that whoever bought a $10 million you know, IT initiative for $5 million because they scaled it down on price really bought a $5 million IT initiative and they haven't gotten what they've gotten. So they need additional sell. They need someone going to them and giving them those unsolicited proposals that say, if you want to get to where your IT digital strategy wanted to take you, you've got to invest in this. Now, you've got the platform, because you only bought half of it, but here's the rest you need. Denzel, how is service source, if they are, how can they help there?
1: Well, they, actually, in a, in a handful of ways. Um, first and foremost, I think you nailed it when you said, um, being for, us, for our asset to be integrated to our technology stack, is uh, makes it seamless. It makes it seamless for the end customer and client. One of the reasons we have that technology stack is even if we forget about renewals for a second, quite often a, a client will come to us and say, hey, we've got this new product and we really want to take it out through the channel and we want to do this campaign. And I went to my IT department and they'll tell me it'll take two years to do a mobile campaign through the channel. Well, with us, we could probably write that on our stack, have it up and running and through iAsset in a, in a week. Wow! And in fact, we, we've done it. Wow. We've done it for a very large manufacturer of laptops. <laughs> wow! Um, and so there's the power, right? We can leverage the easy technology of something like a force.com. Um, we can write an app in a matter of days. And because the iAsset platform will be pre-integrated into our technology stack, we can take that through the channel in a handful of weeks as opposed to waiting two years for an IT initiative. That's the value, that's value add. Wow.
0: Well,
2: well I, and if I if I extend on from what Denzel's saying, you know, one of our visions is that if you have, say, a distributor or a reseller that's running an ISET.com platform for their own install-based management and service source overlap one of their vendor customers with, say, that distributor. That means server source can push the campaign straight into the distributor's system and have it available and ready to go. And potentially, if the distributor has the right rules base, can add margin to it and shunt it down to the reseller with zero touch. And then if reseller on. So integrating service source, I mean, you know, one of the big problems I had when I had a distributor, I had seven server source reps dealing with me for different manufacturers, which is very difficult to manage because they're all calling one of my guys to get an idea of what we're going to sell and renewals. If that was all inside my platform and all of the commentary, or at least the ones I wanted ServiceSource to see perhaps, would automatically feed up to their system, which means that they can give the manufacturer a better idea of how the campaign is actually going out there in, in the world. So it's that automation piece pushed up a notch with the brains of server source over the top.
0: And where will the data come from to be able to execute on this?
2: Well, I think it comes from multiple sources. If you look at, um, so server source have a whole stack of data for their manufacturers that they're currently running. So some data will come from there. Some will come from POS systems uh, up through the channel. Some will come with other partnerships that are going on uh, currently. So, Again, if, you know, I always describe our asset as it's, it's, it's an ecosystem, not an app, in that for every lily pad that's out there, which is an isolated point of data, we're trying to connect those points together. And really, I think the analogy in this world is that if you've got you know, vendor land with service sources, the big lily pad in the middle, feeding all of those channel lily pads on behalf of the vendors out there and making sure that things are happening, uh, you know, it's a very powerful story.
0: Yeah, and Denzel, you did mention before it's that single source of of of, uh, of relationship, so it's consistent rather than you know working with you know several vendors and it's inconsistent. It is only one kind of relationship that you need to get good at, right? Yeah, that's exactly
1: right. If you look at the channel right now, um, it's a tough time for the channel, right, with the backdrop of COVID nineteen the typical field sales and channel sales is very different today. So it, it's morphed and evolved into much more of a digital virtual sale, and actually even the digital virtual customer success. Well, we do that. You know, we've been doing that for 20 years. So we, that's what I said, the channel comes to us to say, can you help us with that? Until we can start to have more of a channel sale, field sale motion again in the market, and so it's very complementary. We can ease into that and do as much or a little,
0: or as high touch as they want us to do. So it's again, it's really about choice. Right. And what's what? How do you start? How do you really start to engage here?
2: Well, look, from my point of view, even before uh, we'd signed the partnership, we had deals on the way. You know, the service source have a lot of long tails that is not. Um, financially viable for them to chase and you know cloud even makes that exacerbates that problem even more mm. in our world there i've been holding my breath i've got guys we've been talking to that want that extra level of service that i can now say well server source is our ecosystem partner i'll introduce you to uh, denzel and the team and off you go so um the uh, the opportunities are immediate um i think um after um the phone calls I had this morning, you're going to see a very happy manufacturer very, very quickly. Uh, To Denzel's point, it's all about speed and and we can deploy in 48 hours as an underlying platform. Denzel's team already has the data set. So it's now a matter of just marrying the two up and going. So uh, I think, you know, from a, if you're a vendor watching this video and you haven't taken that step or You know IT tells you that they're going to build it but they've been telling you that for three or four years I think it's time that you engage either with either party because we're both uh side by side on this particular uh partnership
0: and I think one of the main reasons why you can say that you can execute like that is this software is not it's not even software this 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 technology that you've built. It's not two, three years old. It's 15 plus years old. This, yeah. <laughs> is, this, this, this is not something new that's coming to the market. And there's several other people that are coming into the market with a two, three, four year proposition is still working it out. Whereas you're now way beyond the renewal. The renewal thing is so easy to do with iAsset. It's, it's, it's that additional opportunity to enhance the investments that someone's already made. All
2: right. So, and I'd like to, I'd like to just say that we're not 11 years old in software; we're 11 years old in company. But the software is up to date every two weeks. So, uh, you've, been, you've, I just been doing
0: that. you've been doing it for that long. I mean, you yes. know, we were doing it at, at DC when we were still Firewall Systems. Right? Yeah. Um, uh, sorry, <laughs> Do you want to respond to that?
2: Yeah. No, I, I
1: actually, Scott took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say the starting point is uh, our respective install base. Um, as as Scott mentioned, we've got billions and billions of um, uh, opportunities under management in the long tail. That you know, uh, I'm I've been looking for a partner to help uh, take that and do it in a more efficient basis. And at the same time, he has clients who are looking for higher touch um, uh, relationship with uh, with their end customer, and we fit in there. So I think the starting point is looking at install base. What Scott's referring to is that even though we, we agree that's a starting point, we've been very quickly pulled into net new deals together. Mm. Um, and we've, there are a, a bunch of net new deals, um, just I can count five immediately that we should be engaged on uh, as, soon as, this, uh, as soon as this partnership hits the airwaves, we'll be, you know, be able to talk openly about it. But there are five already that are in the works. So I'm excited. I mean, this is, as you quite rightly pointed out, Nick, this is such an incredible value prop to the market that everyone should be taking advantage of it. And certainly everyone who has a channel should be taking advantage of it. Right? It's, just, it's a win-win all around.
0: Absolutely. And I'm glad you mentioned the, the, the new business side of it because, you know, I've been in the trenches with all this for a long time. Uh, and what I know for sure is even a renewal is contested. So, uh, which deems it net new. So if you've got what you're offering uh, in your hand, uh, you're way ahead of any of your competitor. You're going to win that, uh, but before it gets contested. So you could also go in and start to put in those proposals before the renewal right so that creates net new business always always and that's that's the exciting thing for, for, for anyone who's working with service source and indeed you know I asset and service source together it's the amount of net new business that you would generate by purely by concentrating on your on your installed base and giving them the next level of, of, of technology that they need to transform their businesses digitally and stay competitive or even thrive in this very, very, very new world that doesn't exist by sitting down having a cup of coffee and going, what are you going to buy next?
2: If you could get yeah. to the place to have coffee with them.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, depending on what side of that fence you sit on. <laughs> um, I, I, I promised I will keep these these, these uh, a lot shorter than we have in the past. I could talk forever to you guys, um, but I, what, what I want to do is invite you both back for additional sessions after the partnership is in full swing, so we can start talking about some practical wins. But I will ask you both one final question: Is there anything that's been left that, that, that either of you want to want to just throw to the audience and say this is what is important for you right now? Uh, and uh, Denzel, I'll start with you. Yeah, I think um, probably the most important
1: thing for me is the we, we we exist to to serve our clients. I mean, we we exist to serve the clients. Sometimes what gets overlooked is that the way that we serve them is by paying attention to the customer journey experience of their customers, right? And so what we're constantly talking about with our own sales teams and with our partners is, listen, the, yes, we're, we're adding value to our clients, but ultimately the way we add value to our clients is let's never lose sight of the customer journey experience of their customers. Because if we can make that easy and seamless for them to be identified, for so to actually close or acquire them, to adopt them or onboard them, to expand and extend, and then ultimately to renew them, to protect and renew them. If we can go across every single aspect of that customer journey experience and, and be there at the moments that matter, that's the value, right? Yeah. And, and the way we do that is through partnerships such as iAsset. Well,
2: look, from my point of view, it's always been the same, which is uh, fundamentally, I'm a lazy individual and I don't want to have to chase low value renewals as a person. And I can't uh, believe that anyone would want to do that. So I'm all about trying to get people to think about the automation you know, the, of, of all levels of their product life cycles. And then deal with the important stuff, the customer relationship, the larger deals that are more complex and need someone involved in and just let the the normal course of uh, product life cycles run I think if if you 're a vendor watching this and you don 't have someone uh, sometimes they call them customer success, but someone who's in charge of that product life cycle piece that 's the first thing you 've got to give someone you know it 's a sales number it 's not an administration number which a lot of the vendors push it into an admin function. If you get that person and you get them into server source and then we can start a conversation about how to automate that and then make their larger deals uh, more successful and the customer relationships more successful than perhaps they are today. Perfect.
0: It, loved it. All right. Well, I will leave it at that, everyone. Again, I'm Nick Vericchi. I was looking forward to the next uh, uh, sessions like this. They they try to be teaching sessions, but um, we try to keep them entertaining as well. We've got some uh, great analysts coming on. Uh, we've also got some vendors and, and, and a whole bunch of other uh, exciting stories. So till next time, thank you very much. Denzel, Scott, thank you, guys, uh, and we'll talk soon.
2: Thanks, Nick. Thank you, Nick.